Welcome to James Lang's Retire Secure Podcast, where smart money talks. For those that don't know, James Lang has begun holding virtual events in place of his in-person workshops to maintain social distancing safety parameters due to COVID-19. The following is a special rebroadcast from a previous virtual event, specially selected for you, the listener. Stay tuned at the end for instructions on how to schedule an appointment with Jim or how to reserve your spot in Jim's upcoming virtual event. And now, Jim Lang. Here is the question. It's a little off topic, but uh, it is a fascinating question. And it is about uh, the movement of the GameStop common <laughs> stock, right? So people want to know what the heck is happening with GameStop. Uh, I think Fox News today had a headline uh, that uh, it, the, the the small guys are are, are beating out the billionaires. Can you can you let's talk about GameStop and what's going yeah, on? We can that. have a little fun with this. Uh, just so you know, I spent over an hour this morning with two reporters who called about that. I I uh, wrote up a short, uh, well, a long answer for our advisors who were getting lots of questions about this. So I'm happy to try to see if I can help here. So. What's been going on here is a battle, if you will, between the retail investors and some hedge funds uh, who are often short sellers of these illiquid stocks that they think have become overvalued. Now, a little background for our listeners uh, who may not be familiar. Uh, short sellers, number one, have a very bad reputation. They're thought of as evil people who want to drive down stock prices. They're actually very important uh, function uh, in areas in the market because if they're not allowed to sell short, then the stocks are determined more only by their values are set by people who have more of the opportunistic favorable viewpoint and that could lead more likely to bubbles where stocks can get highly overvalued and then capital isn't allocated properly. Uh, on the other hand, if you have people who are willing to bet against that, here's what happens. So in order to bet against the stock, you have to go in and borrow it. So if Jim Lang owns uh, this GameStop company, he owns in the shares in his brokerage account at Schwab, and he signs an agreement that allows them to lend out the shares. I will pay Jim or the brokerage firm a fee, let's call it 1% or 2% uh, to borrow those shares, and then I immediately sell them, say at $250 a share, and I'm hoping I can later come back in and buy it at $200 a share or 150. So I sold the 250, buy at 150. Now, when you go long a stock, your risk is the worst thing that can happen is you lose 100% of your money. With going short, the biggest risk is number one, that you could be right in the long term, but dead because you had to meet a margin call. So let's say you have to put up 30% or 20% margin, whatever the number is, because if the stock goes up, the brokerage firm's got to be sure you're going to be there to deliver the stock. So they require margin. 
And as the stock goes up, they're going to give you a margin call to make sure you're keeping that margin. And now the hedge fund or the people who are short are feeling this pain because the losses are potentially unlimited. You short a stock at $5, it could go to 100. You've lost 20 times your money, where if you were going long, you can only lose the $5. So shorting is very risky. Now, that's why most people don't engage in shorting and why it's also a reason for why stocks can get overvalued uh, to some degree, especially when there's very little shares to borrow. And here's why. Most of these stocks that we're seeing this action are what are called lottery stocks. They, the vast majority of them they're small companies tend to be very little trading. They have very low or poor earnings. Uh, it's like buying a lottery ticket. The buyers are hoping to hit the next Google, but the vast majority of time they go bankrupt or prices go way down. Stocks that are in this category are stocks trading under $2. The average of them have horrible returns. Stocks and bankruptcy, what most people don't know, good example, I think was Hertz recently. It was in bankruptcy. It was trading at 60 cents. Uh, and people say, well, I can only lose 60 cents. No, you could lose a hundred percent of your money. Uh, and, but people gamble on these things. They buy those lottery tickets. And the last big category are small growth stocks that are not profitable, and yet spend big money on investments. All of these groups of stocks have very poor returns. And all the funds that we use have been screening them out for decades. They simply won't buy them because on average, they get lousy re results. The problem works like this. And here's what's going on now. Institutions are the big lenders of securities for shorting but they don't own these stocks because they tend to have very poor returns. It's the naive retail money that tends to buy them. So they're very hard to short and expensive to short because there's not a lot of supply available. Now, but some hedge funds decides, okay, great. I, this thing has gotten nuts. We're going to go short the stock. They are willing to pay that high fee. They borrow it and short it. Now these, what's happened is on Reddit and the other social media sites, these retail investors are sort of ganging up using social media and say, we can see because it's public information, the amount of shorting. And if they see a large supply of shorts, they think, hey, if we all gang up, there's very little liquidity in the stock. Our activity, even without huge dollars, we could drive it up. That'll force them to meet a margin call and they'll have to buy and there's a little liquidity and the prices just skyrocket because there are no sellers. And this creates the kind of action I saw this morning uh, that stock would hit 500 and I, you know, these things go up until it, the merry-go-round stops and then it just crashes. Next price I saw literally within a few minutes was 270. Uh, I'll give one last example because these things always end badly. Doesn't mean some people can't make money in the short term, but it's the greater fool theory. If you don't get out quick, you're dead. Uh, 
in the late 90s, there was a company and is a great company it was called Qualcomm. It took advantage of the bubble and issued shares. It took public one of its subsidiaries. I don't remember exactly the details, but let's say it kept 90% of the ownership and sold 10%. Now that stock was trading because of all this euphoria about this little hot sector that that stub of the company was trading at more than the value of Qualcomm, which included that stub. They own 90% of it. And then, of course, the price eventually collapsed because in the short term, the market could be said to be a voting machine where sentiment can drive prices. But in the long term, ultimately, it's got to be earnings that determine value. And if it's not there, these things can collapse. So. It's nice entertainment. It's like going and watching a boxing match to see which side's going to win here. Sometimes the retail investors have shown that they can really route uh, shorts, but that's happened before. Big time investors who are long stocks know that there are shorts. This happened with long-term capital. That's how they blew up. There's nothing new going on here at all. I'll add one last thing. What's going on with Reddit, a lot of people are concerned is criticizing. You know, these people chat rooms and stuff. I don't view it any differently than, you know, any brokerage firm, say Merrill Lynch or A.G. Edwards or somebody. They get their salespeople on a call and say, our analyst says buy X, Y, Z. And they get on the phone and call their million clients and they say go buy. That's no different than what's going on at Reddit. We know in the long term that doesn't work. The results are very poor. Individual investors chasing these things don't get great returns on average. And what we saw in the late 90s, sadly, and I've seen instances already. In fact, there was something just the other one of these people committed suicide because they lost basically all their assets. There's nothing more than like a gambling addict. People who can't give up on sports betting, they're now gambling. Now they could do the same thing with stocks. Uh, thank you. That, that was fascinating. Awesome. Uh we hope you enjoyed this special edition of James Wang's Retire Secure Podcast, where smart money talks. If you've had your questions answered and want to schedule an appointment to meet with Jim, call our offices at 1-800-387-1129. That number again is 1-800-387-1129. If you would like to attend one of Jim's upcoming virtual events, go to paytaxeslater.com forward slash webinars. That address again is paytaxeslater.com forward slash webinars to reserve your virtual spot today.